Well, 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 listeners, we meet again. This is Culture Lust, episode 12, the podcast where we get a movie thrown at us from some random website. I don't even know what the website's called. And we watch it and then review it. So this week, we're going to be doing the 1994 all-time classic super mega hit, Forrest Gump. Uh, Needless to say, this is starring Tom Hanks. Uh, Sally Fields is in it. Uh, what's, what's the guy's name? Gary Sinise, right? Lieutenant Dan and the Lieutenant Dan Band. Met him once, I think. Twice at Bellboy. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, man. So, the synopsis for the movie is, while not intelligent, Forrest Gump has accidentally been present at many historic moments, but his true love, Jenny Curran, eludes him. Uh, I want to go on to say not even being present at these historic moments, but literally inspiring and shaping some of history's like biggest <laughs> things, um, all through happenstance or serendipity or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, I'm joined tonight with uh, Jones. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Our technical <clears throat> enthusiast. Thank you. <laughs> and then our good buddy, Chris. What? I don't get a cool title? I'm not done yet. You haven't said hi. Hey, guys. The Postmaster Blaster. Throwing mail at your mailbox. What's there up? There we go. Um, <laughs> tonight, we're missing Scott. He's uh, he, he went out of town with his family, you know, taking a little vacay, much deserved. So he'll probably be back for next episode. Loser. So for any of you, uh, yeah, <laughs> for any of you <laughs> Scott fans out there, uh, why? I mean, come on. And two, he'll be back next time. Don't worry about it. All right, so moving on, I, I think it's safe to say we've all seen this movie, right? Yes, I've seen this movie. <laughs> all right, Chris. Repeatedly, I'm, I'm sure repeatedly. You, okay, all right, cool, man. So, you know, prior knowledge of the film, previous viewings, um, what are we looking at, Jones? What, what do you got going into this? Right, so growing up, this movie was on, what, TBS or TNT? It's always on. It's on every channel. It's on time. every channel all the time. So growing up, I never actually watched it all the way through in one sitting. I watched mm. it the whole movie, but in like multiple different sittings. Interesting. Uh, like, you know, obviously I've seen it since then. But yeah, growing up, uh, I always liked it. But I just thought I just thought it was just a bunch of random clips because every time I turned it on, it was him, uh, like you said, affecting another huge part of history. Um, but yeah, right. and then I watched it. I watched it like about ten years ago, completely beginning to end for the first time. And I mean, this mm. is there's. I mean, no words necessary. Like this is a great movie. This is a historic movie, and there's a reason he well, won an Oscar so, for it. Yeah. So r- before we get to Chris, I got one question for Jones. Because um, hmm. earlier you said you don't like movies with narration, but this one's pretty uh, much all see? narration. I was going to bring that up, but okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't I don't like movies with narration because 90% of the time they get it wrong. Mm. But this movie, it was well integrated into uh, him sitting on a bench and telling a story to some strangers. And okay. and it, it showed really good insight to his, you know, simple-minded outlook on life. Um, yeah, I, I want to talk more on him later. Uh, Chris, what do, what do you got crutch. for me, man? So, yeah, yeah. So when we drew this movie, I initially thought, oh boy, here we go. Because this movie needs no introduction. 
it you, I don't even think you even needed to read the synopsis. I know you that's the how we do it, but who doesn't know this movie? Even if you've never seen it, right. you know this movie. Inside and out. It's a good point. It's just kind of how it is. It's such an iconic film that is just bled into so many other facets of pop culture. It's been deconstructed and analyzed and studied and picked apart over the last, what, 20 years now? Which boggles my mind that it's been 23 years since this movie came out. That... Yeah, but to be honest, what we're going to say tonight is original. So, I mean, no, I'm just saying to be honest, (laughs) I actually thought given because I hadn't seen this movie in probably a good decade, if not longer, that since I actually sat down and watched it for the sake of watching it. Mm -hmm. So I thought given the fact that the only thing I've had for the last 10 years of this film was the deconstruction, the breakdowns, the picking apart the social commentary and all that I honestly thought that I was going to sit down and I was going to watch a movie that just didn't age well and that just tried to or or not tried to but kind of seemed like it was whitewashing American history mm. so what I tried to do because again I don't think there's anything we can say from a, a strictly 100% review Standpoint that hasn't been said a thousand times before. I went into this movie wanting to look at the little things. I wanted to find little bits about performances or the cinematography or just little tiny things that may have been missed in the big grand sweeping reviews and anal- and analysis analyses of this film. Analysis. Analysis. Yes, yes. The analysis of this film. Yeah. So I was really intrigued. Yes, I'd seen the movie before. Yes, I knew every step of the story, but I was very excited when when we pulled this up because it, it was just basically this huge, iconic film that I was going to look at with a different perspective and see what I could find. So a lot of excitement coming into this for me. I was absolutely stoked. Fair enough. I mean, so yeah, for me, I've seen it a few times too. And um, 1994, I was like seven years old. Definitely not old enough to appreciate what this film was doing. Uh, I remember going to the theaters and seeing it. I think it was with my dad, actually. You're still a young And then, I know, <laughs> just, just a little baby. Um and I've watched it since then, and, and kind of like Jones was saying, it's on TV, so you'll be flipping through, and it might be a good scene that you know that you want to watch or something like that. So you might linger for a few minutes, but then you always change it because you know you're like, oh, I've seen this, blah blah blah, and you move forward. Uh, so this time, when I found out we we're gonna re- be reviewing Forrest Gump, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try and appreciate all the adult stuff that the younger version of me didn't know about, much less care about, and. I want to take this movie in. And I was kind of like you. I was excited. But at the same time, just like you said, Chris, you're worried that it wasn't going to age well. So I was trying to remain, uh, I don't want to say skeptical, but, you know, somewhat like guarded, I guess. I didn't want to get my expectations too high and then have Tom Hanks just crash me down to the ground, (laughs) which I don't know why. 
This man's amazing, and he's a mm-hmm. tremendous actor. So, Tom Hanks, if you're out there listening, I'm sorry. You're amazing. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> moving on. First impressions between the credits and the first 15 minutes. Um, did anything really grab you right off the get-go, Chris? Or is, I mean, is yeah, explain your experience to me, man, for, them, for those f- uh-huh. first 15 minutes. So, as I got into before, I was really excited to review this movie. Not just watch it, but to review it. And what I immediately caught me from the very beginning was, you know, Tom Hanks specifically is such a big figure in movies and pop culture as a whole that it's easy to forget why he became the figure that he is. You know, because he's been around forever and he's had so many different, you know, faces that he's put on. People forget in the 80s, he was a big time comedy star. Like that was his thing was like these big comedy movies like, you know, big and 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 things like that. It wasn't until Philadelphia in the early 90s that he actually started really focusing on drama. And that was solidified with, you know, Saving Private Ryan and subsequent films after that. And pretty much from the very beginning, like one of my first thoughts of watching this movie again, and and I have to honestly say that when I sat down to watch this, all two hours and 22 minutes of this film, I had nothing going on. I had a clipboard where I could write notes, and then I had... The, the screen that the movie was playing. I gave my full undivided attention to this movie. And within the first 15 minutes easily, I was absolutely struck by how committed Tom Hanks was to this role and just how much he could say with the quirk of an eyebrow or the, the turn of his head. Just... I was, I I am absolutely, from the very beginning of this movie, I was absolutely 100% in awe of Tom Hanks' performance. And it really made me understand and realize just how phenomenal of an actor that he is. That from the first scene, not even his words, but just his body language and the, you know, the inflection in his voice was able to draw me in from just the very beginning of a movie that I had seen a dozen times before. Like, it blew me away. All right. That's, I mean, I, I, I definitely see that. I don't know if I'd, I mean, you never go full retard, man. We learned that. <laughs> I, so. kept thinking that, <laughs> I kept thinking that well, the whole he, movie. He didn't. He like, didn't. It didn't apply to him. He didn't. But it's no, still. I, so I honestly, true. I feel like he's on. He's on the on the spectrum. We had the IQ think, of seventy five. So for people. Yeah. So. So he was but, right on that border. Yeah. So for people who aren't in the psych business, when we say on the spectrum, we we're talking about autism. Um, so I mean, coupled with the IQ of seventy five, I don't necessarily think he was like mentally retarded. I just think that, you know, he was a little autistic. 
maybe Asperger's mixed with a low IQ. Who knows? I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to diagnose Forrest Gump here. But um, <laughs> that was just my like my adult impression right. with my life experience Which is, and training it's interesting. And it's interesting you bring right, that ahead, up. Jones. I'm sorry, but you just made me think of a point. So this movie came out in 94, but it, it took place long before 94. Right. And autism wasn't even really a thing yet. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, so people were just placed in special classes and they were yeah. labeled as retarded, which was the, pro- the proper yeah. vernacular at the time and or simpleton <laughs> or, or things like that. Yeah. Force is slow, Mrs. Gump. <laughs> yeah. well, even at 94. Yeah, I mean, 94 uh, like, as well, but... I had 20 never years heard ago the term autism started. in 1994. I was seven. I didn't know what autism was. Well, I was 12, <laughs> so I was at least old enough to have heard a term here and there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. What, what do you got for me, Jones? Yeah. Um, Tell me about that narration, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I addressed that. All right, so <laughs> how much time did you spend deconstructing the feather? That was a good. <laughs> okay. That was a good CG feather. That was a very good CG feather. So basically, they it, at the beginning of the movie, during the, the opening credits, you just follow this feather flying around, and it was so well done. But it wasn't CG. It was it was a real feather that they had put in front of a green screen and just kind of mm. twirled around. And then they like added that in later, and then, ah, I didn't know and that. then um, they had a feather sitting on his foot already, and they just kind of cut that out. And then once the feather landed wherever they wanted it to, because they had to do it that way, mm-hmm. they just kind of blended the shot, and then it looked really good. But yeah, the feather meant the feather meant a lot. And then there was the whole bird, uh, you know, I would turn me into a bird, fly away motif throughout the entire movie, and um, yeah. I, that 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 was one of my that was one of my favorite parts of the movie was that the whole movie was tied together by this one, you know, bird concept. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I mean, say. I like I like movies that kind of do this in terms of I don't want to say it's a coming of age piece, but it kind of is. You know, mm-hmm. it starts out with Forrest when he's a kid, and shows like his trials and tribulations and him growing into a man and the stuff that he learns as he's growing up shapes who he is and stuff. So it's not really a coming of age piece, but definitely has some features to it. Yeah. uh, I've always enjoyed movies like that. And it, and it was really hard hitting. Like some of the, some of the themes are actually really serious, like Mm -hmm. important themes. And it was just interesting to see it through the mind of, you know, a simpleton and, 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 um, and you know all this stuff was going on and he was he was so simple minded but he still had a really good grasp a good insight on on what was, was actually like happening innocent his his naivete yeah. was refreshing yeah cuz totally. in, in the time period he was growing up like the scene with the the college and they're letting in the you know the african americans they're admitting like the first three <laughs> or four or whatever it was and yeah. he just runs out and hands her her notebook and everyone's like what the mm-hmm. hell, Forrest? <laughs> you know, and he was just being all <laughs> polite and stuff. Uh, so yeah, his his innocence and his naivete was rather refreshing. Well, and on, in that same scene and along the same lines, you know, he was like, "Oh, they're letting coons in our school." Yeah, and he told a story about his mom and how she would get rid of raccoons. Mm. It's yeah, it, he's just so simple-minded and naive, and it, it's kind of it makes you envious of someone like that, really, because like you don't. 
You don't think yeah, that way. Yeah, point, for sure. Just because you don't have any predisposed biases on the world, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'll but agree yeah, with you guys. So I, I, I watched... Enjoyed. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I keep cutting you off. But I, I watched this movie um, differently this time with, with you know, because this whole project of Cultural Lust has forced us to just sit down and watch a movie and, right. and try and break it down and prepare for these conversations. Mm-hmm. So watching this before, it was just, you know, it's on in the background doing whatever. I've seen it a million times. But watching it this time, I feel like I've it was the first time I've seen it because there's so much I never even would have noticed. Yeah, there's a lot of references and stuff that I didn't get when I was younger, and now now I know about it. You know, like yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll get into the scenes later on for yep. sure. But um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I I like the the coming of age aspect that I had, and it just sucked me in from the beginning because I was ready to see this man's journey. He was sitting on a park bench talking to a total random stranger, which I loved. She didn't even want to be talked to. You could tell she was like mm-hmm. being polite, but also being standoffish. And he just, hey, let me tell you my life story. <laughs> and and those, <laughs> right, those people right. changed throughout. Like at the beginning, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, they're like that. And towards the end, the lady missed her bus because she wanted to finish the story. Right, right. And I also wanted yeah, to point no, it was, out, it was awesome. I, What's up, I liked how you said coming of age. Mm. Because in my eyes, just in my perception, with this viewing... It's not just a coming of age of an individual and, you know, Forrest Gump and perhaps yeah. even Jenny, if you want to go into that. But it's kind of the coming age of a nation, if you think about it. There's so many huge aspects, you know, huge events that shaped the United States of America that it's it's almost like it was going through the coming of age of this country. Well, at least that generation. Point. I mean... Yeah, yeah, right, right, of yeah, that generation, sure. which, I mean, yeah. given everything that went on, that's still, you know, that's a huge, huge part. And yeah, I just, I like that, I just, I like the terminology that you used with coming of age. Yeah, man, appreciate it. You can steal that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> so, um, ups, good stuff, things they did well, things that... Warranted an Academy Award. Uh, <laughs> what do you cap for me, Chris? Let's. What, what were some of your favorite parts of this movie? Well, I'll I'll start with a bit of a sober kind of realization. Um, you know, when I first watched this movie, I was twelve, and in subsequent viewings, I was just there. I was just. It was on, and it it got watched. I, I don't know if I ever actively watched it after the first, maybe second time I ever saw this movie. So, there was a lot that kind of got missed. But from a very sober standpoint, it did kind of hit me that, and, and again, I'll start sober and then move lighter as, as I go, that this is actually one of the first movies that I, I personally can remember that actually touched on the effects of PTSD with combat mm-hmm. veterans. Mm-hmm. because a lot of the stuff like with Lieutenant Dan, it's done very light and it's done very not, I don't want to say humorous because they really, I don't think they tried to make it funny, but it was done in a very light hearted kind of a look because you're looking at everything through the eyes of a man that's very innocent and unassuming in Forrest Gump. But I honestly, I don't know an earlier film that really, really hit P- 
PTSD um, with Lieutenant Dan and how he felt about being injured and how he, you know, repeatedly had said that he should have died in the field. And that was his legacy. That was his destiny. And he hated Forrest for a long time for denying him that. And then as the movie progressed, he started getting kind of not, I don't want to say over it, but he started kind of working through the problems with that, and the issues of that and started realizing, you know, that, hey, maybe there was more for him after that, that that wasn't his, nece- it wasn't necessarily his destiny. And it was, it was really kind of interesting because, like, like I said, I tried to pick out little things. The things that I hadn't noticed in previous viewings, and that was one major one that I had noticed. That well, I think a really good indication of the point that you're making right now is the yin and yang. So when they're in the hospital after they've both been wounded, you know, Dan literally rips Forrest out of his bed in the middle of the night mm. to accuse him and mm-hmm. guilt trip him and all this. And then later on, when they meet up in New York for New Year's Eve, uh, one of the I don't want to say hookers. One of the bar flus. They were hookers. <clears throat> they were prostitutes. They were, <laughs> Come on, They now. were hookers. <laughs> they were women of the night. Escorts. They were escorts. Anyway, one they of them nice calls, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we found our gump. <laughs> one of them insults Forrest and asks him if he's stupid. And oh, Lieutenant yes. Dan gets furious mm-hmm. because, in my opinion, Lieutenant Dan holds Forrest Gump in very high regard. I think so, too. Because he saved his life. And at that point, you can kind of tell that, don't you call him stupid? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he got mad that somebody insulted Forrest. And and also, and, uh, you know, that was one of his guys. kind of shown through. Yeah, exactly. You know, they that went too, through some know, the, the, shit together, and you don't just yeah. come out of that and not feel that the guy that, you know, was right next to you the whole time mm-hmm. is worthy of being insulted. So, no, I totally agree. You know, I thought that was really poignant. Was a, and I don't know if was that was intended. Paradigm shift. You know, oh, I'm sure it was. Well, because in 1994, I hadn't heard the term PTSD before either. You're cutting out a little bit. You still there, Chris? Yeah, yeah I'm here. Okay. Is it, because in 1994, I hadn't heard the term PTSD either. It's still relatively new. Yeah. You they're know. actually trying to change it now. And they don't, they're trying to drop the disorder and they just want to call it post-traumatic stress oh that's cool i didn't know that that's yeah. awesome that's the awesome. name has a huge stigma to it it does and a it lot does. of the a lot of the research that we have right now and and I, it, that's why vietnam is so important in our history a lot of the research we have right now on ptsd is from vietnam war vets right, right. and it was before it was even right. called ptsd so yeah i i, I love your point that they nailed it and they did it when nobody else was really doing it, especially at that time. Right. right. Well, I don't, I don't want to say nobody because, I mean, yeah, well, I, I'm generally now, speaking, um, freaking the deer hunter, son of Sam with Tom Cruise, you know, like there's yeah. a few movies out there, but yeah, like no, no, I don't even want to say major movies because then that degrades from the status oh, of those movies. Of, like of deer hunter is an amazing course. film, but, um, yeah, you know, this, this one was, had the limelight i guess you could say so well and i and i think it was effective because yeah. forrest gump was so simple-minded and he looked at it from a different view and i think it it it, it simplified everything for everybody and i thought they they did i'm cutting into more well, your i think time, it had Chris, uh impact on the actors too because uh Gary yeah right went on yeah. to start like the lieutenant dan mm-hmm. band and the 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 foundation and all that stuff and 
you know, like I said, I, I got to meet him because he came to our base yeah. doing stuff, you know, with our with our uh, Wounded Warrior yeah. unit that we have here and stuff. And He's always so there I, and I want to read. Yeah. Right. And he's right. come to Andrews, too, hasn't he? Yep. Andrews, he he yeah. goes overseas. He will he does a lot of, of touring. So I think that stuck with him, too, when he was. It did. It did. You know, actually, you know, in, in my research for this film, I actually gained an unbelievable amount of respect for for Gary Sinise for just all that that you had had mentioned like I didn't know I had no idea until I I looked it up and and you know found out about the Gary Sinise Foundation uh, the 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 Lieutenant Dan band and all that kind of stuff and and that to me is really cool I really like that and and finding that out while I was watching this movie actually you know enhanced my viewing so yeah, you know, might have been unfair, but it did. But you got a you got a favorite scene, Chris? Oh Jesus! See, like what? I said, I I was expecting coming into this movie thinking, oh, it probably didn't age well, and it's racist and non politically correct and all this crap. And by God, I find myself entertained for the entire nearly two and a half hour long runtime. Um, so what I'll say is is my favorite my favorite aspect of the movie is I love the musical symbolism. I love how the relatively quote unquote innocent songs of the 50s and early 60s gradually gave way to the more rebellious rebellious and I guess you could say avant-garde songs of the mid '60s and '70s, the songs of rebellion, the songs of, of you know, free thought, uh, and all that kind of stuff. I the l- classic Vietnam songs. Yes. We, we, yeah. Every time Definitely. you hear yes. them, that's all you think about is like platoon and you know, yes, the metal jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the moment you hear all along the Watchtower, well, yeah. the version from. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix. Hendrix. You, you inst- Freebird. You instant. Yeah, and Freebird and all that kind of stuff. Like, I loved how music was used. It's like music was... It, it, it paralleled the nation as it went through the, again, relatively innocent 50s into the 60s and into the 70s. I absolutely loved how they used music as a foil for that. Like, it was amazing. Um... I can agree. I also had that as one of my major points. Is I just I love the soundtrack for the film. Yeah. Oh no, it's amazing. Captured everything. And that's something as a twelve-year-old, twelve, thirteen-year-old watching this movie for the first time, I I didn't really, you know, understand. Right. Um, As for specific scene, uh, that's my boat. (laughs) Probably got me the most because. It, that was the scene that struck me is that even after I'd seen this movie a thousand times, there were still moments that I laughed out loud. And that scene, when he sees Lieutenant Dan on the dock after he's got his shrimping boat that's not doing too well, and instead of just guiding the boat onto the dock, he jumps off, just swims his off. ass to the dock, climbs <laughs> up, and starts talking to Lieutenant Dan, and then the, the, the boat crashes into the dock, and he's like, that's my boat. That I I cracked up. I laughed out loud, and I was like, "Wow, this is a movie that you know." Thirteen. Wait. 
Is that right? 13 years? Forever. No. Fuck. 24 years. 23. 23. 23, 23 years later. I can't math. Uh, This is a movie that 23 (laughs) years later can still make me laugh out loud. And there are movies that were made six months ago that can't make me do that. Some movies are just classics, man, and this is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like For sure. this movie's, yeah. What do you got? What do you got, Jones? Hit me with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna double down on the music, uh, but a little further. Triple down on the music. Triple. Bro. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're <laughs> <a second. laughs> I'll come in and finish it up. But yeah, the um, the music. I I don't know if you got guys noticed, but they they. First of all, if you've seen Baby Driver. First of all, if you haven't, go see it. But if you've seen it, one of the key points or one of the main things from that movie is that everything is synced to music. The whole thing is synced to the beat of a song. I don't know if you noticed it, but they did a lot of that in this movie. And um, a couple examples of like Jenny was listening. She was like getting up and thinking about leaving. Like she was super high and she was in this apartment and she wanted to jump off the right. balcony. To Freebird. The song, the song Freebird was playing, but right. like... Um, as the words were being said, um, like it, it, whatever word was being said, they would, they would show that. And they did that for a lot of the songs they did it for. Um, oh no, that was the doors I was thinking about where he says, don't you love her face? And then like, right when he says that you're looking in the mirror, she's got a bruise on her face. And then it says, now she's walking out the door and she was walking out the door like the bunch of little subtle things. And I never noticed that before. Yeah. It was really, it well, was really, you were cool. right on the free bird thing though, because you know, early, like you said, early in the movie, they set up the make me a bird, I want to fly far, mm-hmm. far away. And then, you know, oh, free bird's all about like, that. hey, I gotta go, I'm leaving kind of thing, but I'm yeah. leaving on my terms. And she was gonna commit suicide, you know, yeah, she wanted well, to, she wanted to several times, yeah. yeah, you know, but like, do you think I could fly kind of thing? Yeah, like it was, well, it was just, it was very well put together. Yeah, well, and and that on that part, the bird, the whole bird motif that kept coming up, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like that was her whole life. Like that, the, her whole life was her just trying to fly away from the life that she had, try to get away from you know, from wow. where her dad was to her, and all the way up until the oh, very end. For sure, I've for got sure. some, I got some things. I, to I say can, about I Jenny, can honestly but say, we'll get to that Jenny, right. Jenny, <laughs> in your dad, Jenny, uh, unequivocally is my favorite character in this movie. Yeah, oh I, I thought Jenny was so well put oh together. She was, um, I'm like, what? such a... <laughs> what? Yeah, no, she was. God. Let me slap you digitally real quick. Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Like, put in a slap from a personal standpoint, no, is... I have dated Jenny. Oh, wow. No. Mm-mm. I mean, yeah, I think we've all dated. Well, I don't know. Never mind. No, I, 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 I yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have. think we've dated a, a, a coked out a heroin. I think what he means is somebody who, who's infested. trying to find herself. <laughs> yeah, I have. Maybe. Oh, okay, never mind. But um, I won't speak. I got for a lot to say on Jenny. <laughs> no, but I, the cool just thing about this I love the character. It's all objective, so you guys yes. can have whatever opinions yeah. you want. No, you mean subjective. Oh yeah, sorry, subjective. My bad. I'm just saying. Um, I thought she was the most layered, nuanced character that really yeah, prompted she, the she most. She was style. a complex character. She was well written. Forrest, as no. great as he was, was mostly a passive observer to the some of the greatest events in you know American history. Hey, he helped write 
John Lennon's Imagine. <laughs> exactly. Okay? Well, I never said Actually, that it was Jenny ever did was sleep with John Lennon's roadie. Okay? I mean, come on now. <laughs> hey. Not even comparable. Hey. Just she so. couldn't even get John Lennon. It had to be the roadie. I, I have, anyway. I have a thing. I'm just saying... I actually found Jenny to be the most complex and, and interesting and yeah. most, you know, the character that I the could. Most, the most interesting and complex was Lieutenant Dan, but I liked Jenny. I liked Jenny. I liked her a well, lot. Well, that's Jenny. the thing is you like yeah, all I'm the. I'm sorry, listeners, but you're going to get a lot of Forrest Gump impressions. Yeah, I got I'm sorry. They're <laughs> bad, too. The thing about this movie, though, is uh, that's what it does so well. The. The periphery characters are the better characters in the movie because it allows you to place yourself in the shoes of the main antagonist or protagonist. Sorry, the main protagonist. Mm-hmm. So he could have been a bad guy. You don't know. I don't think he was. I I, I think he, I don't think he was. But but anyway, <laughs> but that's the thing is by having the least interesting character in your movie be the main character. It allows the audience. It allows the the viewer to put themselves in their shoes, in their perspective, and view the world and the other characters around him. It's the same reason why Luke in Star Wars is probably the most least interesting character in that whole series. He's not Han Solo. He's not Princess Leia. He's not Yoda. He's not, you know, anyone he's, that's he's cool. The, he's driving the plot. He's the faceless character that you can put yourself into and experience the, the world around him <laughs> firsthand. Come on. I thought that was funny. Yeah. I, was, I laughed. I was too busy <laughs> ranting. I apologize. Well, uh, let's but yeah. let Jones finish up his positives. <laughs> I'm so yeah, sorry. Man. Did not mean to hide all right, man. It's I all interrupted you, so we're, we're all even. All right. So, yeah, the quotes, yeah, we just mentioned it. 23 years ago, and people are still making Forrest Gump quotes within their normal conversation. Well, yeah, I mean, like, and that's that's there's, probably there's so one of the best parts. That's iconic about this movie, and like you know, his quotes and his 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 um, accent. You know, like yeah, mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. Which, yeah. by the way, his accent. What's up? Fun fact: Did you know Tom Hanks actually modeled his accent of an adult Forrest Gump? After the child actor who played the kid Forrest Gump, I didn't know that. No, I, didn't I might have that. to fact check you though. No, I uh, Michael Connor Humphreys because he was born in Let's the South. Call him up. <sighs> well, <laughs> dude, I totally, I totally meant to like write Tom Hanks's publicist, and um, <laughs> it, it felt by the wayside. So That's all right. maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll do it next week, and we can get him on for like a follow up episode or something. Hey man, maybe just an interview. Anyway, go ahead, Joe. We keep cutting you off, Jones. I'm sorry. It's all sure. good. It's all good. It's karma. So, the the movie was really funny. I thought it was paced well. We talk about pacing a lot. One of my favorite parts is the attention to the little details. Um, for example, there was a part where uh, Forrest, you know, punched this guy who hit Jenny. Um, and in a scene later, he's got bloody knuckles. And you know, a lot. Yes, some time has passed. Too. And and there was just they they had those little it's a things good like continuity director is what yeah, that is yeah very good well and it's probably a lot in the preparation too yeah but yeah uh, the music it was funny um, I to me my absolute favorite part of the entire movie and I think the literal most literally the most memorable part of the movie is the integration 
into like historic events, things that actually happened. And at the time in 94, that wasn't really when that when people saw it happen, there was a lot of like, what? I don't remember seeing that. I'm going to have to go back and watch that clip. I mean, now when you look at it, it's really obvious. But um, yeah, the uh, CGI mouth on JFK. <laughs> good God, it was pretty, man. <laughs> pretty bad. That was pretty it looked bad. like a like a vine almost. You know? yeah. <laughs> like someone just cut a hole out and stuck their mouth through. <laughs> But this but was at, at a time. Yeah, this was at a time yeah. when ILM, uh, Industrial Light and Magic, they did the the visual effects. They were doing a bunch of good stuff, and they they built all the software for this stuff. So wow, it was trailblazing cool. in that. But yeah, it's um, my favorite part is is that it's the um, the how he affected so many historical things, and he's like, right. hey, you just they're running, and the guy's like, I'm trying to find a bumper sticker, and he's like. <laughs> Uh, you just ran in some dog shit, and he's like, "Oh, it happens," and that's how he comes up with the "shit happens" bumper sticker. And I thought that was funny. Like, it doesn't have to be true. It's 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 fun. But that's all I got. I mean, I can go on and on. I could just say all the quotes, and that would be ups too. So, but that would take too much time. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's honestly one of the biggest things that I had glaring. Um, and I'm, I'm gonna reference my notes here, but looking down. Like, I have an underline, and I just said, this movie is ridiculous. Too many memorable scenes. Like, <laughs> I don't know which one to just, choose. <laughs> yeah, the whole movie just sticks with you, man. There's so many good scenes in it. Like, I think um, that in this movie, there's so much dialogue. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of dialogue. A lot of... Oh, I got a favorite quote. People though. saying things and stuff. But I, I noticed that even though there was a great deal of dialogue in this movie... The most powerful moments are silent. Mm. I think so. Uh, Maybe for you. Like when Forrest gets the the message that his mother is sick. There, there's no <laughs> word. Jumps off Just the, the boat look. again. <laughs> but but like really deconstruct that. The look on his face where he's like, oh shit, what's going on? What's happening? What's 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 this? What can I do? And He's so overcome with just emotion, he doesn't even think about taking the ship to shore. He's just like, I gotta well, go now. He doesn't have the capacity to think. Exact, exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. I, no, you. That, I don't think that's a joke. I think that's just a, a falls back into what I said about Tom Hanks being an absolutely amazing performer. Because he really made you think that this guy, this this individual, just couldn't cope the fact that his mother was sick and dying couldn't register with him well i i, I kind of see where you're coming from but it also stuck with the, the theme throughout his entire life well, when yeah, something bad happens he ran so like Except one thing. kids are literally trying to murder him by stoning him to death on the driveway mm-hmm. so he runs and then they later try and run him over no, with the truck right. so he no, runs no, I, I, and then I, he's in Vietnam and then he runs right no I, then, I totally you know, 100% agree sick, with you on so that so he runs to her you know, you know so. no no I totally 100% agree I mean that's kind of what I was just saying you know I mean yeah, yeah no we're we're I, I'm in agreement with you on that yes yeah we're just I think we're just articulating it differently no I don't even think we're articulating yeah, it differently we're I, literally I, saying the same I, thing dude we're good we're on the same page I got you bro uh, but yeah, like, what's up with the what's up with the six year old kids like trying to murder him, man? Like, 
Man, that's how it was, though. The 50s were a different time, let's just say. Takes okay. a stone to the back of the dome yeah, and takes another know. one, like, square in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, in high school, what they're the running his ass man. down with a fucking pickup with a truck. truck. <laughs> yeah. So that actually leads into one of my, my favorite scenes. And I just, I love how it's, uh, he's, it's, everything's just so simple. Like, he gets recruited to play for the college football team. Which, which, by the way, did you notice who that was? Yeah, Alabama, Crimson Tide. Uh, Bear Bryant! Oh, I wasn't paying attention Not to that. Not a sports guy? About the football team. Dude, you couldn't recognize oh. the hat? I mean... Hey, as a 12-year-old, I couldn't I recognize Bear Bryant's hat. I don't hat. watch college ball, so Ugh. I've never been in a college. You, are, yeah. are you some sort of nerd? I guess, because I, like I do have a bone to pick later with Tom Hanks. Oh, wow. Regarding some nerd stuff. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, as as a huge sports fan, I flipped out because I realized that was Bear Bryant. But I'm sorry. Mm. I don't want to hijack. Go, go ahead. Sorry. So sorry, sorry, sorry. they do the kickoff, right? And they show the, the, the defensive team running towards the offense as they're getting ready to receive the ball. And it just shows Forrest standing there in the, in the backfield like... <laughs> Staring off into space. <laughs> and then the other guy catches the ball, runs over and slams it into his chest and says, run. And Forrest's <laughs> response is, okay. And just takes off. <laughs> like, I love that scene. Oh, man. that's guess, great. That's great. Because <laughs> you got to wonder, like, what's he looking at? <laughs> is, is he even thinking about anything at this moment? Like, <laughs> But there are so many scenes like that, though, where he's just staring off into something, and then someone else says, hey, hey do this. Okay. Yeah, the whole the whole boot camp sequence was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. <Gum>! Me too. <laughs> Why did you put that weapon together so fast? Because you told me you to, told me to, to Sergeant. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. If I had had that level of like awareness in basic I never would have gotten smoked yeah it was it was good so that's I was wondering about something and maybe it's just because he was so simple and whatever but so he played college football and he graduated so he had a degree in something you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like wouldn't they have just commissioned him the, they talked the, about his it drill sergeant even says you're gonna be a general someday blah 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 you know yeah. like but, I mean, maybe the military was different back then. It was a war. They needed oh, enlisted folks. Yeah. Who knows? You think he, he enlisted and just never did anything. And that's the thing. During his military career, he never did anything on his own. Someone literally put yeah. ping pong paddles mm-hmm. in his hand. Yeah, Someone yeah. literally said, run. Run away from the enemy. He didn't do a damn thing that he wasn't told to. Yeah, no. You kind of have to Bubba. have a, a certain level of of self motivation to get your commission. Yeah, but he, like Jones said, he did go back for Bubba. That's he true. was told not to. That's true. So, yeah. yeah. Well, he was told but, to I mean, run. Bubba couldn't run, so he went back for him. <clears throat> so another quote that I had that's my all time favorite is uh, when he's in the hotel room with. Lieutenant Dan posts hooker scene and um, Lieutenant Dan asks him he's like Forrest have you found Jesus yet well I didn't know I was supposed to be looking for him <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, man. it's just 
Yeah, and I've I've used that so many times. Like anytime yeah. people knock on the door, you know. <laughs> just, yeah, right. And that goes to the iconicness of it. Like everybody yeah. uses that line now. And yeah. I don't know which came first, that or the quote or the movie, but right. It's just yeah. that's what I remember it from. Mm-hmm. Me too. So <clears throat> I'm gonna go ahead and segue slightly transition to um, the downs because I feel like we could talk about the the ups forever. For, yeah, for hours. Um. So I gotta say, watching as an adult now, I appreciate tons more about the film. I found myself getting somewhat emotional during scenes, you know? Talks about losing his mother. Right. Talks about, you know, um, how he wished he would have had something more to say to Bubba. You know, because he's like, he died right there in my arms on the side of that river in Vietnam. You know, like, that hit pretty hard because I've literally heard that from a lot of patients. When my, And when he... Found out he had a kid. That yeah, part yeah, was well. So mm, now we're going to the negatives for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the whole, you know, Forrest is a simpleton. He's called literally stupid a lot in the film. The only time that I ever found myself calling Forrest stupid throughout this entire film experience is every single scene with Jenny. Oh, I hate that woman so much. I have nothing but loathing for her character, and she's a terrible person. You guys say she's layered. I'm sorry. The only layers on her are the freaking mental disorders. That chick is borderline histrionic and addict. I don't. Like, I don't mean. I don't mean the oh, person. Like no, if Jenny were real. I'm saying the, the character is very well written. See, but the thing is, she's the bad guy. The thing, like, exactly, she is. She is. Antagonist. And she's here's the, the thing, James. Here's the I thing. Hate her so much. Here's the thing. That's like that's why it works. She though. knows it. She no, knows she's the she bad guy it. from the very she so no. Doesn't. She no. No, you're no, misinterpreting she, it, bro. Nope, that's she absolutely line. does. Mm-hmm. No, because I'm sorry. there are I'm so many scenes where, like, the biggest scene is where she's like. When she says to Forrest, she's like, I don't know why you're so good to me. Because yes, that's I love her. you. I hate you. Leave me alone. Because that's Come her back. saying. No, that's a, borderline. That's stereotypical. No, no, no. no that's her saying. Borderline personality a, disorder. That's her saying, I'm a terrible person. Why do you no. still love me? And mm-hmm. he goes, you're my girl. Mm-hmm. And she just looks at him and she's like, I'll always be your girl. And that's and, yeah, and then what's her response? No, that's almost, Let me screw your life up some more. No, like, that's almost like a revelation to her, where she's no, like, "Holy shit, you are putting I the wrong expectations on Jenny, girl. dude." I am, I am, because she's my favorite you, character. I'm gonna send you I, some texts I, on borderline <laughs> personality disorder, I and hate, once you read it, no, you're no, gonna be like, "Yeah, fuck that bitch." I hate, I hate. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's the thing. I hate though. Jenny. I hate her character. I hate her as a character. But no, but see the problem well, is you're wait. giving her too much credit wait, though. No. She doesn't realize that I stuff. Think she you does. want to think she does, I think but she, she doesn't. Does. I think she does. She absolutely. Having does not. come because she comes from an abusive background and she her Lots of people do and they don't go down that path. Yeah, but lots it's not of excuse, people do and they but, do go down that path. But lots of people yeah, exactly. So yeah. It's not lots excuse, of people though. do go down that path. So <laughs> we're not talking about her choices and whether or not we would have. Tell made me. Them. So you you say she had a revelation. Tell me at what point she tries to make reparations for it. Oh, she doesn't, and that's exactly why you can see the guilt that's, that's in why every single thing she does. She's not complex. She's one lane. Jenny, <laughs> no. Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. That's the no. only thing on her mind is Jenny. I'm not She's talking one about Jenny, the person. I'm talking about the written character. She's not complex. She's one she, one direction. You're, 
Mm. One Direction. From a writing what? standpoint. Like, Mm-mm. are we getting into One Direction now? <laughs> from a That's writing why... standpoint, from a character creation standpoint, she is a complex, interesting character. I as a person, disagree. as a person, yeah, she's she's terrible, but that's the point. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think it's hard to write characters like that because all you gotta do is literally flip open the DSM and hit seven out of the eleven traits, and you're good to go. <laughs> like that's all it takes. You ever watch Grey's Anatomy? Then why aren't you a best-selling that show author? Was written oh, by a shit, freaking yeah, borderline. Burn. Like that. <laughs> like every single character in that show is just so goddamn one-dimensional. And everyone's like, "Oh, it's the greatest show ever! It's got so many awards." It's like, uh, yeah. The reason yeah. why you relate to it is because you all have mental disorders. That's why it's so relatable. Wow. Because you guys need help. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Hey, the truth is coming free. Yeah. Wow. I just. I have. Well, a, that is a, a good example of a one-dimensional character, but Jenny was what, not. You mean James? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What, make, what makes it, her so complex, though? I don't get it. It's because oh, I'm missing everything that she. No, I want to hear uh, from Jones. I want to hear oh, from Jones. Okay, okay. Jones. He's the one saying from it's, a writing all, standpoint. So I want to know what I'm missing right. here. It's up to you, Jones. So she has an arc, first of all, beginning, middle, and end. She has this. She has this progress at the very beginning. She's with their dad. She prays to be turned into a bird and fly away. She's kind of innocent, but. She's kind of starting to learn All a kids little bit are out. Innocent to an extent. I know well, that's what I'm saying. That's where it starts. And then But once you're that age and you experience the kind of things that she had to, you lose your innocence yeah. really well. Well, and you you have to make a decision at a young age, a very young age. And some people make the right decision and some people don't. But she moves on. Right. She doesn't want to have right. a relationship, but she loves that, you know, he that Forrest loves her, so she keeps mm-hmm. coming back to that. Um, and then she I don't keeps think coming she back. keeps she coming keeps back com- to it. She keeps reeling him back to it. I disagree. She's abusive no, as all hell, she man. Showed, so she sh- we want to yeah, talk about people that come from those backgrounds. Well, because uh, she's abusive, think, dude. No, like, well, well, think up. about it, dude. At the at the very end of the movie, like watch that scene where they're in her apartment when she's finally got everything. Yeah. Well, not everything, but she's finally got her life in order. She's working. She's working at a diner. It and doesn't she's, yeah, single it's, it's she's still working. She's these. still working. She's still working to provide for her son, and that's all that all that was she cares was about. regret, dude. That was regret. You're looking at it like no, you're giving man, her way too no, much credit. Man, no, I, man, that was she, regret. She, if she wanted to, she could have screwed Forrest out of millions. She did. No, no, she didn't. Not out of no, she didn't. Bullshit. No, she couldn't have hey, screwed him out of This millions. is your child. Yeah, she, Take she care could. of his ass. She could have, dude, trust me. I know. <laughs> she could have taken him to the bank for fucking millions. She didn't. Back then? Even back then. Back in the late 70s? He had I don't millions. Think so. She didn't. Maybe nowadays. Nah. That's the no, problem. No, no. I think we're putting modern nah. times. She, she no, absolutely no. could have. I don't know. No, absolutely not. I don't think so. But. What that what what that scene was was her realizing mistakes that she regretting. had made and regret. <laughs> yes, oh, there man. was regret. Regret. There was there was a touch of regret, but I think she had uh, made all peace regret. with who she was. <laughs> no, yep. yeah, I agree. No. I I'm gonna agree with Jones. She you're, you're wanted saying, to die in comfort. She wanted to die in comfort, and she well, wanted yeah. her nope. burdens. Nope. To be passed on to someone who is actually going to do something with it. I feel. I agree. She might have realized yeah. she was a terrible person, but I don't think she was trying to get retribution or make up for it. I feel she had understood that her mistakes had led her to this point. And there she was even had nothing to pity bang him. Do. Like, 
their one physical interaction was out of pity, not love. It was I terrible. Can't... It was she's a I, terrible person. She is a terrible person. Well, she I doesn't know what love is. Person. She was molested she nothing... from fucking who knows how long ago how does she has an obviously twisted perception of what love actually is that was the irony of it i'm with you on chris with this force you know saying i'm not a smart man but i know what love is well that's the one time i called you stupid because she doesn't love you dude and you need to give up like it takes two to dance i think that was was opening yourself up I think that was what really hit her, and that was what really hurt her. And yeah, and then she pity bangs him and leaves. That doesn't hit her. No, or hurt her. She no. gives in to a single moment of appreciation, love, and passion, and then Mm-mm. can't deal with that yeah. and runs I away. Think it's more of she she wants to be with him, but she she feel like she feels like she can't because. That's she, who she is. She's, she's she not good enough. She she's not good enough. She's borderline. She's not good enough for someone who will love her for who she is. Self-deprecating mental disorder. Of course she's got mental disorders. Yeah. I'm not denying that. But that doesn't she make should. her a bad person. Mm-mm. Well, I think she was a bad person, but I thought she well, was no, a bad no, person. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. She was a pretty terrible person, but but I really do feel that she was the most layered and complex character, and I, I, no. I, I actually... No, not the most complex. I disagree with you there. Uh, I, I, she wasn't flat, like okay. James suggested. You're right, yeah. No. I'm not saying she's flat. She was just one-dimensional. I, don't, I think well, you guys are giving her too much, too much credit, man. Like uh, You're not giving her enough. You're not giving the writers enough. I'm giving too much. Maybe. James isn't giving enough. Maybe my personal I'm bias right in the middle. is kicking in. I will admit that there's a hint of disdain for borderlines in general just because I've had to deal with <laughs> so many of them in my career, and I want nothing more than to choke them all out. But I would hate to hear what you have to say about me if you really knew all my shit. <laughs> just saying. Unrelated. She, hey, you want to talk later, James? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just <clears throat> kidding. Oh. And I hate seeing them in film because they get misinterpreted as, I can see that. oh, they're complex. Oh, this is good drama. No, she's just misunderstood. She, no, no. It's a mental disorder. A personality disorder, actually. She's just a terrible person. And there's a difference between mental and personality, right? Mental is usually chemical and it has to be treated and, you know, through various forms of therapy and stuff. Personality disorder... You just need treat. You just need therapy. You need to rework the th- the way you're thinking. You need CBT, and you need to stop what you're doing, and change. You have to want to change, and that's why I have such disdain for him because 99 percent of the time they don't want to, nor do they even think they have to. And she's a perfect example of that because Forrest was giving her that lifeline, and she's like meh 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 meh, meh and then just doing stupid shit, and I just <sighs> the the one I agree tell, with. Tell me, us how you really all feel. Of that. <laughs> I agree with almost all of that. The only part is I, I've seen in the movie, I see parts where she's second guessing herself and like she's maybe I should think about like she's like like thinking about it, like she's entertaining the idea. And I think she's struggling with that and she shows it. Um, that's that's the one part I disagree with. you. I think she she knows she loves force. She knows he's 
I don't think she ever loved best her. thing don't. that ever happened to her in her life. But I don't think she ever loved him either. I think she I don't did. Think she I think she him. did because nope. you know what? Maybe, maybe, did. maybe I'm the hopeless romantic of the group, and you know mm-hmm. what? You, screw you all. <laughs> but I think she really did love him. But given her past or his, you know, because that's, you know, we're we're downplaying how catastrophic the type of upbringing that she had can oh, have no, on a by person. No means. I work in this business. No, no, no. Oh, no. I, well, I literally work I mean, with kids I mean, that are abused shit. right now. Shit. No, no, no. I, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I meant so, I meant as as a storytelling tool, not not as a real life yeah. thing. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to go that far. I apologize. Yeah. Like, sincerely. Like, legit. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant as a storytelling implement, you know. <clears throat> and so from where she started to where she goes, I think her arc is the most interesting of yeah. of the story that's being told. Maybe not her character, it's but the, it's the, her the arc. Line. Where she goes the and then where about. she ends. And to me, I don't know, maybe it's the hopeless romantic in me. Ladies. Uh, <laughs> it just feels you to me like, like only once she's finally near the Regretting. end. And she can look back at everything and go, well, shit. I have no savings or retirement. What's going to happen to my kid when I die? (laughs) Oh, Oh, I know. Wow. Yep. (laughs) James, you're a dick. He's a a cynic. I I think. That's how I look at that, No, but but look, here's the thing. Does she ever, in in, uh, the scene in the apartment where Mm -hmm. they're talking about Forrest Jr., does she ever once talk about money? No. No, but she whips out the nope. stalker book she kept. Nope. Well, of course, because Forrest <laughs> is the one person who and ever loved her unconditionally. The one knows. person no, who no, no, loved no. her and didn't want her for anything. Because all maybe of her previous she knows relationships. Forrest is so simple. She doesn't have to say anything uh, about money because it's just going to happen. No, because all of her previous relationships have been based on one thing what she could give. And what's the timeline on this kid, Forrest? How do we even know that is his kid? Mm-hmm. The other thing, okay, you say timeline. The, the big question I have about this is does that kid have AIDS? So the. Um, it was never confirmed if she had AIDS. It can no, C, uh, it's 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 most likely AIDS. It, yeah, I agree. Given time, that time frame, yeah, they like didn't the quite 80s. understand. I, I agree. So, I'll agree with you. Yeah, so, but AIDS. the um the potential from female to male trans transmission is really low. It's usually mm-hmm. male to male or male to female. Yeah. Um, female to female is even like really 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 low, but um even more so with the congenital from female to male child. There's a chance, but the likelihood is not. Mm-hmm there I mean there's always a chance but you know probably not I give Jenny the benefit of the doubt I think she looked at her end and thought I guess I have to tell Forrest the you know senior of of what happened because I'm not going to be around and I want my son because all of a sudden now she has something in her life that's more important than herself. And she knows she's not going to be around. So she doesn't give a shit about herself. 
for the first time in this character's entire arc, she doesn't give a shit about herself because she knows she's going to be gone in a few years. But what about her son? And her son, not his. And she was okay. Okay. Whether it's her son or not, I don't give a shit. I don't care. That's still noble (laughs) as fuck. No, but that's the icing on the cake for how terrible of a person she is. I'm not saying she's not terrible. And now he's stuck raising this kid that's not even his. Oh, it's totally his. <laughs> you look at that little dumb motherfucker, that's totally his kid. Wow. He was smart. Uh, he See, was but really that's smart. actually one of the things that uh, that really caught me the most. I actually wrote even, I even wrote it down in my notes. Was the fact that Forrest was so self-aware. Like, he knew he'd gone through his whole life as someone of less than you know, traditional intelligence. So when he's like, I, when he finds out he has a son, what's his first reaction? Well, is he, is he, you know, is he smart? He's going, Jenny, how could you keep this from me for all these years? I just like to think that's what was going through his head, but he couldn't articulate it. Exactly. But, uh, (laughs) I'm not saying I'm not. And the thing is, I'm not saying Jenny is a good person. I'm not saying she's a fantastic, you know, a great role model for all our children. I'm saying she's a good character, and a Why good character like a is someone well, we, can, we can we can agree to disagree. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just saying a good character is forever. one that you can get into and hey. analyze and talk about and and discuss and what. Have to analyze. You don't have you to like her in the first thirty seconds. Yeah. Like. Well, you're a cynical <laughs> son of a bitch. Again, I am. you I'm have a professional skeptic. Do you have? Well, that's true. Actually, you're right. I got I got nothing for that. You're you're 100 correct. Actually, like you you are a professional skeptic. Like no no you're good. I got you. Yep. What other negatives you got? Jenny, that's all I had written down in that column. Wait, was Jenny. Wait, Jenny's a negative. Yeah, hands that, down. Oh, dude, we are gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. fight. <laughs> Next this time we see you, we are going to fight. You. I I will fight you. I'm not going to argue that she's a good person. I think she's a terrible human being. I used to cage fight, so we'll be good. I'm not worried. I'll channel my inner Conor McGregor. Anyway. um, Scott was my older brother. I'm going to fuck you up. I'll I'll take both of you at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember, Uh, I don't don't play clean. was the CG. I mean, I know for the time it was pretty good. And I don't want to knock ILM. But now it's a little hokey, you know. Yeah, of course but, it is. But at the time, it was it was pretty good. See, but, but the now, thing is, it, it's a little yeah. hokey. I noticed that unless I was like staring right at it. Yeah, I had to stare at the mouth. Yeah, it, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And and Gary Sinise's legs. Like if you yeah, stare at it, they did a good job. You can see it. Legs. Yeah, they did a good job with that. But yeah, like when he was on the floor. And he was spinning around, mm. like he he fell down, like fell f- face first on the floor, and then he had to like spin his whole body around. There was like a table there, so they they specifically put that there in po- in CG so that it would sell the illusion, like a, a somebody with mm. blue tape around their legs could not have pulled that off. Um, they <laughs> did that. Cool. And, and then on the boat, when he did the same, he swung around before he jumped off the boat. They actually mm-hmm. cut out a chunk of that boat so that he could just move his legs. So like they, oh, they, wow. they went through all these little steps oh. to make sure that, yeah. 
But yeah, but that's I it was agree. Robert it was Zemeckis, Zemeckis, right? Though. Yeah, he was, was a director. It was a Robert yeah. Zemeckis film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, Back to the Future. Hey, yeah, yo. totally. Goonies, right? Didn't he do the Goonies? Or no, his wife was in the Goonies. Or did he do the Goonies? I don't know. Was Spielberg? Did he do the Goonies? I could be wrong. Um, no, he didn't do the Goonies. His wife is the mom in the Goonies, though. I do know that. I don't know. You guys still there? Oh, I'm here. Of course. Oh, okay. still here. <laughs> well, no. I'm just enjoying and, your, uh-huh. your spiel about the Goonies. I love the Goonies. And he did he did freaking Castaway. Matchstick Men. Matchstick Men is like one of my all-time favorite he, Nicholas He Cage also films, did Back to the down. Future and Who Framed oh, yeah. Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. And Frighteners, Bordello Blood, House on Hunter Hill. Frighteners is Castaway, good. 13 Ghosts, Ghost Ship. What's Sanders up, man? In order. I'm picking out like my favorites, you know. So was I. 13 yeah. Ghosts was Chris good. likes shitty movies. I do. Yeah. I do. Ghost Ship was <laughs> fucking amazing. It was yeah, yeah. Anyway, um who else has negatives? Anybody? Nothing that's worth talking about. I had yeah. little nitpicky technical things, but mm. You hear that, dis- Robert Zemeckis? Technical things. <laughs> I disagree the- with um, with Chris and probably you too, James. When when uh, uh, Force finds out he's a dad, I said it earlier. I thought that was well done because he you could see him processing all the emotions, mm-hmm. and then it went mm-hmm. from excitement to wait, why did I just find out about this? To wait, is he dumb like me? I feel like it, there was he showed all that with his facial expressions. Yeah, that's why I disagree I actually, with you. Uh, yeah. I caught myself having a lump in my throat when right. he he asked that question. Yeah, you know, because you could he tell he was like it. struggling to get it out, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Damn, dude! Like you just found out a kid, and like that's your concern. Like that hurts." Well, that's just yeah. That's what's yeah. That's, that's what he thinks about so much well, know, going on. Well, he doesn't want him to have to live that life. That's the thing is, they never make it seem like Forrest being stupid bothers Forrest. You know, ever right. they don't show that until that scene. Yep. And then you realize, like, damn, he's like, he's been harboring that his whole life. And man. then shortly mm-hmm. after that, the only scene that breaks up Forrest happens. Yeah. Bubba dies. Does he break up? Do you see him like breaking down? No. His mama dies. He was really sad, though. He, oh, of course, he was really sad, and you could tell that. But his mama dies. Does he break down? Does he go all crazy? No. The one thing in Forrest Gump's life that actually truly pushes him to Mm-mm. break down. Tears of joy. No. Well, Tears of joy. That, she was finally yeah. gone and out of his life. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. When Jenny dies, that's the only thing. When he's standing there and he is talking to her grave, when he's talking to her, that's the mm-hmm. only, literally, that's like the only point in the movie where he ever truly breaks down i'm not disagreeing with you it doesn't add any uh points on the scale for jenny in my opinion i thought we were done with jenny uh, we're we're never never done done with with jenny Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna get a tattoo of her name just so i can get an x tattooed on it and i'm gonna get a tattoo of her name (laughs) just so i can have a tramp stamp that says jenny yeah Mm. not Um, a good idea (laughs) <laughs> I wouldn't advise it. All right. Well, I mean, anything else? What do you guys? Any, anything else? The, the only negative I have, honestly, is is the the CGI. But yeah. that's a negative with a caveat. With a caveat, it, it, it it's like only if you're staring at it. Yeah. And you know it's coming. Yeah. 
Only if you're seeing it 23 years yeah, after exactly. it was created. Exactly. After watching exactly. Avatar. So and like, even then, like, I, 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 I wouldn't put that as my negative for that reason. I'm like, God yeah. damn, man. I, I tried to find a negative. I really That's the did. only thing that didn't age well in the movie. The rest of it all holds That's up. True. That's true. CG never ages well. Age well. No, That's it Yeah. It like, I don't know if you remember the King Kong, the um, Peter Jackson version. Nope. Like, never saw it. Oh. I thought it was amazing. I saw it like four Wait, times. You thought that years. was amazing, but you hate Jenny? Oh. Yeah. So, uh, uh. like that, that Kong and T-Rex fight, like the CG for that was was awesome. But then you go and you watch Skull Island, and you're like, man, that King Kong sucked. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's CGI is constantly improving. Man. Right, so, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, but yeah, even sure then, at the Skull time... Skull Island in, in 10 years, I'm going to hate it. At the time, in 1994... The, the way oh, they yeah, integrated yeah. Like actual footage with yeah. newly shot, you know, film yeah. was revolutionary. So even on the special effects front, this movie was revolutionary. So it's yeah. like, no, God I don't damn. want to take anything away from Industrial Light and Magic. It is but a yeah. negative, though. Because I, I agree. Lose, I don't want to I lose agree. my, my ticket to watch Skywalker it. Ranch. You know, right. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like that was happening. <laughs> and I mean, and and well, I didn't want to tell you because I don't want you to be envious. And, and okay. right after that, you know, Robert Zemeckis ended up directing the Frighteners, Bordello of Blood, Contact, and House on Haunted Hill. So you know, he did Contact. Yeah, Contact was really good. Was oh, good. dude, that movie bored me. Contact? Did he really do Contact? Oh, dude, he was a producer. Oh, okay. and directed it. Hmm. I don't know. List. Oh, I am producer. Directed yeah, by says, Robert says Zemeckis. Directed by. Yep. Do, do, do. And so that, that bored me the hell. That movie had a really good uh, yeah, mirror shot. I felt it. I slept so much this movie. Like, can can we anyway. review Contact next? Because I uh, no, we're been, gonna find out here in a few minutes. I've been working a next. lot, and I could just use a good nap. Yeah. Um. All right. Final. <laughs> Final words on this film. All right. I'll start with myself. Did anything change? No, nothing really changed for me. I just have a much heavier appreciation for it now that I'm I'm a grown man and I've experienced things and seen things and I can understand the relevance of things and I just I have true empathy now, <clears throat> except for Jenny. And uh, yeah, it's, fuck it's, you. It's a f- it's a fan- <laughs> it's a fantastic film. Yeah. Everybody should own this. It should be a staple in everyone's collection if they do collect movies. And uh, kudos to Tom Hanks and the whole the whole crew <clears throat> except for Jenny. And then, um, <laughs> it's Robin Wright, man. It's Claire yeah, Underwood. It's, it's it, yeah. It's it's a, I'm I'm glad that we we get to review stuff like this every now and then. You know? Yeah. For yeah, sure. it's it's really refreshing. It is. What do you got, Jones? Final final commentary, bro. Yeah, man. Um, I just I loved. So movies rarely do well with symbolism and and using like actual motifs. Mm-hmm. And from the beginning, and narration. Start, and narration. <laughs> yeah, I'll eat my words. <laughs> it, I don't like narration, but it was done right in this movie for sure. Yeah. But There's I loved, a lot of things done right. Yeah, and I loved the. The whole bird concept was woven in throughout the entire movie, and it 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 started with birds flying away and it ended with birds flying away at um, Jenny's grave, and they were just the attention to detail to that motif. Uh, I really 
probably my favorite part aside from the quotes and blah 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 all the other stuff I said but yeah nothing no, we had I guess I'll agree with you it, it nothing's changed but I'm almost 30 now and watching this movie knowing the things that I've learned uh, since the last time I watched it probably 10 years ago um, I understand it and it's more hard-hitting and more emotional and it's not just a funny mm-hmm. movie anymore it's actually uh, a thought-provoking movie that's all I got for sure what about you Chris what do you got man um, I really can only kind of mirror what Jones just said you know I was 12 13 when I first saw this movie and I didn't quite understand the full impact the full scope of this movie until you know 20 years later you know as a 35 year old now watching it again almost for the first time because you know as I said before I watched it once when I was a kid and then from then it's just been viewings here and there sporadically never intentionally sitting down and watching it so watching it again knowing what I know about American history and life in general it it has a new found place in my heart and what I it started out watching a movie that I thought I could pick apart through the, the, the age of pop culture and, and as things progressed and whatnot. And it's a 23-year-old film, so I figured, yeah, this is going to age. This is going to be crappy. This is racist. This is dumb. This is, you know, insensitive. All it did is make me realize how amazing this movie actually is. And, and I think I, I, I will completely mirror what 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 uh, jones just said if you're a collector of movies you should own this movie you should own this movie on vhs you should own it on laserdisc and blu-ray and digital download just you should have this movie this movie is an absolute must for any collector's uh, uh repertoire um i just i actually in this watching fell in love with his movie. I I really did. Like I absolutely fell head over heels in love with this movie. Uh, you can talk all you want about how terrible of a person Jenny is and I don't disagree. But I think she's a terrible person with layers. And that <laughs> is far more interesting <laughs> and and engaging to me than just someone who's a dick for the sake of being a dick for a, a story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I buy. Buy this movie. Buy this movie. Watch it. Watch it with your kids. Watch it with your loved ones, with your family. Watch it by yourself in your watch underwear. Watch it with your Jennies out there. I, I don't even care. But just watch. <laughs> no, I mean, hey. Mm, if you've got might, a friend you uh, think is borderline, show him this movie. I'm just saying, if I had been more aware of this movie, I probably would have made a few, like, less mistakes over the course of my dating life. So, just saying. Oh, yeah, all my all my uh, psychology and, uh, training that the Navy has given me has totally changed the way that, <laughs> yeah, that I, too. like, screen people. So. And, and, yeah. and all of my getting fucked over by... Uh, 
you know, fucked up girlfriends experience yeah. has led me to lead. <laughs> Just say, hey, everyone out there, this is a PSA. This is a PSA. All right. Public service announcement by <laughs> your puppy Joe. master, your Chris, right? Just saying, I got one thing for you. If you meet a girl or a guy, doesn't matter. If you meet Did you a, just assume their gender? How dare you? Nope. If you meet a romantic interest and their whole family is all messed up and crazy and into the, 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 the drugs and all that shit, just so you know. <laughs> what is happening? You did not Spit find out, man. You did not find the one sane member of that family. <laughs> Run while you can. Run. In the rough. Run. All right. <laughs> Next week, man. What do you got for us, Chris? You better hit me with something good. All man. right. Well, you know what? Uh, okay, I'm going to hit you with something. Uh, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, what? During World War II, a U.S. crew discovers a potential German ambush. But Sergeant Jesse Owens... <laughs> must first contend with racial prejudice among his own men. It is the 2014 movie Saints and Soldiers, The Void. That's pretty good. That's uh, Spike Lee, right? No. Oh, I'm thinking of a different one. You're thinking of the first one. See, what's funny is when I actually looked this up on the website that randomly selects movies, it actually marked it as a Horror. Eh, I know, the first one wasn't directed by. Wait, I, I I don't know who I'm thinking of then. There's like three of them. There's, this is the third one. The Void is the third one. Airborne Creed is the second one. I've seen the first one. Huh. I mean, hey, whatever. I'm down for uh, World yep. War II flicks. Yeah, me too. Me too. To I'm looking to see what it is. And in fact, I think maybe there just may have been a mistake because there's actually another movie called The Void on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we got... Yeah. There's The Void and we got Saints and Soldiers The Void. Eh. We'll take it. Yeah, I, I will... Trust me, I've read the description of the other The Void, and <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll take the World War II one in a heartbeat. Like, yeah. yeah. Alright, you culture lusters, or you, you nerdly sinners, you. <laughs> Saints and Soldiers, The Void is the movie for next week. Um, I hope you enjoyed my anti-Jenny rant. <laughs> Fuck you. We appreciate you hanging out with the, the Cultureless crew and sticking it out with us. I do have to say, so I've been doing some reading on podcasts. If you guys are downloading from iTunes, this is for the listeners out there, go back to iTunes and leave us a review. Tell us how we're doing. And that also lets iTunes know, hey, this podcast is getting some attention, so we should promote it. And the more listeners we get, the better content we can bring to you. The more feedback we get, the more improving we'll do on our process. And you guys can make fun of us because, you know, we'll take that in stride. Sometimes, most of the time, we can take it in stride. I'm just kidding. But yeah, check us out on iTunes, man. Leave us some reviews. Um, of course, you know, our website, 7 The Twitter, at 7 Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, 
Patreon, if you like what we're doing, send us something, even if it's like a, a Care Bear poster. I don't even care at this point. Patreon.com backslash God. seven early sins. We will inc- uh, incorporate the Discord link in the uh, podcast comments. You can come chat with us. I don't know why no one ever jumps in here. Maybe we don't have as many listeners as we think. No, I reject that reality. <laughs> but on behalf of the Cultureless crew, I'm your host, James, the host with the most. Oh, sometimes. And we got Jones with us tonight. I sure am. He's one of the Jenny lovers. And we got Chris, the other Jenny lover. Don't don't hate because you never postmaster found. blaster. Don't hate because you never found your Jenny in life. You're gonna use that nickname from now on. I want you to paint that on the side of your truck, postmaster blaster. I don't actually own my truck. I can't. Do I, that. Did sorry. I ask if you own it? Just paint it on the side, man. Like grab grab life by the horns. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just to face government property. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, appreciate my co-host hanging out with me tonight. And that's that's it, yeah, for Culture Less. Signing off, man. You guys have a good night, and we'll see you next week.